All right, so let's talk a little bit about the markets here. Welcome to Bull Bear Radio. Market pricing is nuts. Each week, we catch up with WBI's experts, Matt and Don Schreiber. Down 77%. You know what you need to recover from that? A miracle. WBI brings you wealth building market insights. Hi, I'm Matt Schreiber, and this is Bull Bear Radio. Last week's uh, market drop of over 5% was the worst week since 2016. Don, you know, what what do you think about last week's uh, market volatility and and, uh, the drop? I think it it was a warning shot for investors. You know, markets have been going up for years, 10 years, you know, almost unabated without a big correction of any kind. You know, we haven't had even a 3 yeah. or 5% to correction in the last year or two. The markets, this kind of low volatility market cycle is very unusual. And I think that the markets were just saying, hey, man, risk is definitely here and volatility is back. It's like a little slap in the face, wake you up. Yeah. I mean, you know, people shouldn't be surprised. We're at historic overvaluation on uh, stocks. You know, uh, indexes have been going up like that's all they ever do. The P.E. is still 24. Trailing 12-month P.E. of the S&P 500 is still a 24. So. Yeah, the, the P.E. actually has gotten a little bit better. You know, earnings because earnings are up, right? Earnings are up yeah. so much. We'll talk right? about that in a minute. Yeah, We've got really strong earnings trends. You know, the trends for the economy and corporate earnings are, are, are extremely positive. But at the same time, we've got, you know... Uh, you know, the wage report last week that really did. Yeah, this was thing that off. the catalyst? I think that was a catalyst. You know, we had a 2.9% increase in uh, wages, which year everybody, over year. Yep. which everybody has been looking at. Not, no, not annualized, man, for the month of January. Big, big wage increase. Really on the back of all of those bonuses that were paid because of the repatriated capital and, um, you know, the, the wage increases that companies have, uh, I- you know, implemented this year, which is all great. But on the nasty side of that is that it really makes inflation look, it's, look like it's coming back, you know, uh, like a lion roaring back here. And that's uh, base, you know, something that the uh, investing public and the markets are worried about because the Fed typically, when it sees that kind of jump in inflation, you know, spike in inflation, you get a, uh, a reaction from the Fed that gets very aggressive, raises interest rates. And that's why the market was correcting last week, because, you know, people think that the Fed's going to get aggressive here. And the Fed, they didn't say anything last week to overcome those fears. Yeah, it's, it's like, where's Waldo, man? Where's Jerome Powell? Where is this guy? I mean, he took took uh, took office last week, and we haven't heard from him. I think that that caused the market to freak out a little bit, too, right? So, you know, uh, Chairman Powell uh, has indicated in the past that, you know, he believes in less transparency than the Fed has had over the last couple of uh, Fed chairs, you know, with uh, Ben Bernanke and, and uh, Chair Yellen. Uh, he thinks it's we've had too much transparency. So silence isn't golden. Not golden when it comes to the market sometimes, when it right? Com- when it comes to the Fed and the markets. because Investors want to know. Yeah, the, the uh, Fed has, you know, been right there providing uh, reins- reassurance, which is a big reason, you know, the Fed backstop is a big reason why the market yeah, moved higher. You know, the, uh, the market's been like, uh, you know, the Fed's little lapdog just keeps petting it, keeps petting it. 
Definitely making it, you know, making it stay calm. Sure. Don't don't want to get don't want to get that uh, that fur ruffled, right? Well, they didn't want the wealth effect spending um, policies that they put into place with zero interest rates and quantitative easing to uh, be disturbed because they want the consumer to keep spending. But you know, people haven't maybe noticed that Fed policy is gone. They are now hiking rates. We're in a different cycle. Instead of stimulus easing, we've got tightening. And what the markets are concerned about is when the Fed tightens and they tighten aggressively, that leads inevitably to a recession. Depending on how fast they do it, you can have a quick yeah, well, shutdown to the economy and, and, and corporate profits. Well, what do these years have in common? 1987, 1994, 1998, and 2007. Fed was raising rates. Fed's raising rates. And and what happened after those years? Well, you know, I think that uh, 1986... Strong fundamentals those years, too, by the way, in, in most instances. Well, they so were, the economy was good. They were hiking because, you know, the economy was strong and inflation started to, uh, you know... Rear uh, its in, ugly head. Rear its ugly head, increase. And, you know, they wanted to get out ahead of that and um, make sure that the economy wasn't overheating. Uh, the Fed's... Uh, uh, tool to do that is to raise interest rates, tighten down the monetary supply, and when they do so, they typically cause a recession, which definitely cools down the growth trend. Dude, is the volatility here to stay, or or what do you think here? I mean, it's been it's been wild lately. There was no volatility, as you always say. You know, suns up, markets up. I mean, you know, is the volatility here to stay? Well, I think it is. I think that, you know, the 2,700-point decline in the Dow last week is a gut check for investors. Well, even last— They better get a plan on how to manage their investments uh, so that they don't lose everything they've gained and then some. What, the market was up like 500 points. It was down 500 points. I mean, these are huge swings. Well, it was unbelievable. Last Monday uh, or, or so, you know, that, that Monday where the markets were dropping— uh, precipitously, you know, largest every, every, intraday point decline ever. Every couple of uh, seconds, you could watch the screen. The market's declining a hundred points, a hundred points, a hundred points. Man, that is cascading down extreme volatility. No kidding. And the thing that we worry about is that you know, if we see enough decline and people get scared enough, that uh, flight to quality, you know, the unwinding of this unbelievable passive. Uh, 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 trade that we've seen into index product, if it reverses and we get a seller's panic, uh, this is going to go down. The markets are going to go down unbelievably fast. Kind of like that 1987 that people have been comparing the risk of the market to. You know, we just saw a precursor last, you know, this in this uh, uh, sell off here, about down 10%. That looks like the Friday before Black Monday, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Back then, back then, the market was down ten percent on the Friday, and then it was down twenty-one or so percent on Monday. That's why they call it Black Monday. And you know, thirty percent decline in two days. The market has the potential to do that. Do you think that's going to happen right here? Well, I don't think so. I think actually, you know, the market could. My forecast would be that the market's going to perk up again. Well, let's let's get to that maybe in the second half of today's. Uh you know, uh, podcast here. Let's Great. talk about we the can break sec that down. Uh, you yeah. know how we go forward. Um, Thirty billion dollars uh, flowed out last week, 
in equity mutual funds. Also a big uh, seller was the SPY ETF. Do you think some of this market makes it back in or money makes it back into the market soon? Well, I think some I, I think some of it will come back, you know. Buy on I think, the dip. I think that you know last, I mean, last week I was on on um, uh, CNBC and they're talking about buying the dip. Folks, don't buy on the dip. Buy when you get a positive trend reversal in price where the market goes up for 3 or 4 days consecutively. That would be a time to maybe add a little bit of money back in or uh, change up your uh, investments uh, to, you know, put more risk back on. But you don't want to buy when the market's still falling because you can't tell how far it's going to fall. Yeah. You don't want to get too close to that chainsaw before it, you know, ends up doing some damage, right? You bet. Yeah. So, uh a lot of talk about that buying on the dip. Just you're you're thinking not a good idea. I always think that that uh, have always thought that that's a, a very dangerous thing to suggest to people. Um, you know, historically, that's one of the uh, quickest ways to lose your capital. To buy on the dip, markets continue to go down. You know, back in uh, 2000, uh, as the uh, tech bubble started to burst, uh, Lucent Technologies, which doesn't exist anymore, one of the big bell companies. Uh, huge technology company that had gone up so fast so far started to fall and even a, a professional investor friend of mine said you know the the the, the price had gone from 72 dollars to about three bucks and he said i think i'm going to invest you know yeah you better, you better double down buy with both hands hey, right you know i'm going to invest 10 grand here at three bucks a share how much could i lose i said you could lose all your money because it's still going down so we're, we're in the midst of earnings season yet still. So we've been covering this couple of weeks now. There's several hundred companies reporting in the S&P 500. Uh, you know, we were, at, we were at a year ago, $89 in earnings per share. Now we're at 107. I mean, it's yep. strong. Yeah, man. and they're talking about, you know, 2018 getting up in the, you know, 130 plus range. Wow. Big jump, you know, for this year. You're talking about, a, you know, a, a 20 plus percent jump in earnings. I think it could happen. Uh, especially because of the uh, tax effect increased earnings, I think that's a layup. Um, you know, we can maybe get closer to 140 a share. So, what are you thinking about earnings season so far this season? We got a lot more companies reporting since last week. What What's the deal? Give Give me the Give me the down and dirty on uh, earnings season here. Well, we talk about earnings season, um, you know, kind of weekly here. We got some really good numbers. We we had a, uh, a step up in the uh, earnings trend from a 13.4% uh, growth rate for this cycle, the uh, Q4 2017 cycle, to now we're back up to 14. Revenue went from seven and change back up to eight in terms of growth. It's the best revenue growth cycle in a very long time. You wow, know, yeah, after, after seven straight quarters of negative earnings from Q4, of uh, you know 2014 to Q2 of 2016 last year, this has been a nice uh, you know recovery in the fundamentals. That's for sure. Huge comeback. So Huge this is comeback. a it's a lot uh, a lot different here in in late 16 and throughout the course of 17 and early 2018. It's been phenomenal so far. So for someone who tracks the fundamentals here, Don, do you think? Uh, you know, I assume WBI's process is active and you raised a bunch of cash with this downward market momentum. Do you think you redeploy that pretty quick here? Maybe not on the dip. I don't want to get in trouble here. I don't want you to hit me here on the set. But well, we, we have a, you know, a, a math based process. So quantitative, analytical, um, computer based 
uh, process that works really elegantly. We took risk off extremely quickly. We preserved capital. And, you know, we are buying back um, those few stocks that still have the right pricing trend in terms of momentum. Um, and, you know, most stocks, almost all stocks, have positive earnings and revenue trends, which will enable us to get back invested very quickly if the market trend continues a positive dynamic. If it doesn't continue a positive dynamic, then cash is king. Cash to protect yourself from big declines is king. The thing that we just talked about that we're most concerned about is that we get a, a seller's panic everybody piling out of all that index product at the same time, pretty much worldwide. That we started to see a little bit last week with that huge, you know, second-by-second uh, second drop in the indexes. Um, I think that that may stop boy, for a little boy, while. Boy, cash might, might have been good last week. Was cash was cushion, really huh? good last yeah, must, week. Must We're feeling good really good about that. We don't wish... Uh, 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 big declines on anybody, which is one of the things that we're uh, trying to talk about. You know, so we have a very strong earnings and revenue cycle. One of the things that uh, I thought was a juicy little tidbit that FactSet put out um, is that companies uh, with more than 50% of their sales exposure to outside the U.S. are actually growing earnings and revenue quite a bit quicker than companies who don't have that international exposure. Really? Hey, yo, you bet. One of the that is a juicy tidbit, man. You bet. One of the things. Nice. That, one of the things that uh, is leading to that is the weak dollar trend right now. Now, if that weak dollar trend changes to a rising, fast rising dollar trend, then this uh, little juicy tidbit is going to turn into something that tastes bad in your mouth. But right now, you may want to look at these globally based companies that have fifty percent or more of their sales. Outside the U.S., the big uh, mega caps, because um, they're doing a really good job. I don't know if, like, Coca-Cola or some of these other names that are selling products overseas, I don't know if they have 50% or above, but I'd assume they've... Uh, they do. The big tech companies, you know, Apple. Um, some of the other consumer you know, discretionary names. Yeah, uh, exactly. So, uh, you know, real strong... Uh, you know, earnings so far. Hey, so if I was looking at a chart of, of one of the WVI ETFs, by the way, why would it have lagged in 15 and 16? So in 15 and 16, we got stopped out into a lot of cash on that August 24th decline. Hey, listen. Well, you had Brexit. August 24th, right? We had in uh, 2015, the market opens down 10% in the first half an hour of trading. That was kind of a big sell-off. And yet, it, it led, before that. It led the popular indexes like the S&P 500 and the Russell 1000 large cap down about 11%. And it led the uh, small caps and the mid cap uh, indexes like the Russell 2000 down probably in the uh, high to mid teens. So, at so the those are big declines. So at the time, why couldn't you get back in? So there was a lot of market went right back up. A lot of risk. And uh, after a month or so. The market goes back up, but we're in the middle of that seven-quarter earnings and revenue recession. They're so is it, over. They're declining. Why? We, why not buy then? Hey, listen, it's just like not buying the dip. If you've got stocks that are overvalued and their price is rising when their earnings and revenue trends are falling, falling like a rock. Historically, that is a really bad. Uh, play to make so that's 16 like, that's like a really high risk bet you don't want to do that right so 16 was kind of the same thing the worst uh start two week start to the markets ever 
Markets go down. I would assume you guys raise cash again. Why not get back right in when the market, you know, went off like a rocket ship? Again? So the exact same conditions continued throughout the first half of 2016, and it wasn't until the third quarter of 2016 when earnings and revenue trends turned positive. So there was a big up. shift. There was a change there. Yep. Something changed, and it and, was earnings. And the thing is, is that you know we know revenue. We know historically. We're not. We're a high probability investor. We don't want to make high risk bets for people, right? Those can work out, right? Every once in a while, but most of the time, you're going to lose money. Our job is not to lose money. Our job is to try to make money and preserve capital. And so, until the third quarter of 2016, when we got positive trends, we didn't. We knew it wasn't safe to get back in. As soon as we saw those positive trends develop, hey, look what happened to the market. The first half of 2016 was, you know, kind of a, a slow decline event. Um, you know, not much action to the upside. And then all of a sudden, as soon as those trends turned positive, the market took off like a rocket that happened to coincide with, uh, you know, uh, the, the election and the Trump bump. But I think the markets were already in an uptrend by the time that happened. Oh, for sure. And so, um, you know, we were able to uh, participate in that. And that's one of the things that we've done. We've allowed ourselves to get back much more quickly invested. And we're going to see that again if we get positive pricing trends here. Uh, we already have the great revenue and earnings trends. So, you know, this is looking real good for us. It's different. It's, it's a different great environment. Than it was then. So. Great environment for us compared to 2015 and early 16. So, Don, I'd, I'd like to get your opinion more on what may happen here. You know, we've talked a little bit of vol about volatility, earnings, momentum, all that kind of good stuff. I'd like to get your 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 short-term forecast here uh, when we get back from the, uh, the break here. So stick with us. We'll be right back. Bull Bear Radio roared into 2018. You can now find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and SoundCloud. For more market news and insights from our hosts, follow us on Twitter at Bull Bear Radio. And we're back. Yeah, Don, uh, just uh, humor me here for a second. I just wanted to finish the thought from the last segment. Seven straight quarters of negative earnings from Q4 of 14 to Q2 of 16. So that's seven straight quarters. Was there another time in history that the market didn't go down as a result of such a long, humongous slide in earnings? Nope, never before. And the reason why they, um, the markets rose in the face of a seven-quarter earning recession and actually a revenue recession for corporations, definitely not the time to buy stocks. The reason why the market did rally is because the Fed was intervening with this massive QE and uh, zero interest rate policy, and central bankers around the world followed. And that's why the markets rallied. Um, that had never also happened before. So, you know, our historical bias to not participate in stocks that have negative earnings and revenue trends is really well-founded, and this one-off doesn't change our opinion about that. I, I You know what? I, you know, I'm going to throw this out here. I think it's the best idea ever just to buy stocks when their fundamentals are falling like a rock and they're getting close to going out of business. Isn't that, isn't that why you should invest in them? Okay, so I'm going to move on. That was a bad question. So, so yo, check it, man. Yo. Yo. The, the volatility, does it... Should, is it going to stay or is it going or, you know, are we going to start seeing markets kind of meander higher here? Well, I don't know if anybody's ever seen that uh, uh, movie, The Shining or whatever, when uh, uh, Jack Nicholson pops through the door and he says, here's Johnny with his axe. Yeah. Volatility's back, bro. 
Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Jeez. Man, I, you can't handle the truth. Oh, whoops. Wrong Volat- movie. <laughs> wrong movie. Wrong movie. Volatility is Jeez. back. Here's, here's what I think is going to go on, right? So uh, let's get right to it. I in- indicated that I thought the Dow uh, had a pretty easy uh, run to 28,000. We just had an interruption yeah, to that. I mean, run it was like a thousand point increase, a thousand point increase. It was like sun comes up, the, the market goes up a thousand points like every week. So, you know, I think that the market will get back on an uptrend. I think that the earnings... Uh, revenue trend, the growth in the economy, uh, the Fed, I believe, will come out and calm the markets and say, hey, you know, we're still going to stick with our three uh, 25 basis point rate hikes. Ish. Ish right now. But, you know, we'll look at it as we go along. And then. I, I think and then, I think that the uh, inflation numbers dot, dot, dot. over the next couple of months, you know, probably by June, are going to be strong enough Oh, and the, the GDP number, I think out. the Fed's going to freak in the second half of 2018. Well, Q1's looking like it's going to come in at 4%. The Atlanta GDP Fed's, yeah. yeah, the Atlanta Fed's GDP now forecasting uh, situation that they've got going on says 4% right now. So, oh, I think so. I think we got an easy, solid 4% number. And the fundamentals would indicate from Q4, I mean, dude, companies are like rocking it. Not only S&P, but, you know, the Russell 2000 constituents. Uh, earnings up 25% this quarter, if you can believe that. About 9% uh, revenue growth. But, I mean, it's it's broad-based, pervasive across the whole market. Right. So if we get a hotter number pervasive. than 4% GDP growth, yeah. what's the Fed to do? Oh, man. Uh, I think that they're, I think that they're hey, going to get— Hey, folks, if you're driving the car, pull over right now. <laughs> I think they're going to get uh, very nervous as we go through this cycle. I think that, you know, the don't tight- get nervous, pull over the car. The tightness, you know, in the labor markets is going to start to show up in people competing for employees. <laughs> they haven't had to do that yet. Yeah, yeah. And you're going to see wages rise again and again. Dude, where's again. my paycheck? Exactly. There's going to be a wage war in the streets, man. Wage wars? Is that where we're going into? Dude, wage wars. Wage Let me wars. tell you. Sounds you know, like, because hey, sounds like Terminator. Look, I think you're gonna see labor participation fall a whole bunch in the second half of this year. I, or I meant rise. Uh labor participation rise. Jeez Louise. We so could, we could see we could see an unemployment number get down into the like three percent range. Whoa, that, like and, that three solid. and that means that that labor participation rate is going to go way up. The it's fannies to. are going to get off the couches. Less, hey, less, uh, once less people sitting at home playing we, PlayStation or whatever. If we get any infrastructure spending, no, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. There's going to be a lot of people that you know. Uh, don't have jobs that are going to get jobs that pay, you know, really a pretty good wage. We're going to see some interesting stuff happen. So I think that's all good. My concern is about what happens with the markets. And so I think the markets are going to zoom. Between now and the end of June, whoa, I think it's going to zoom again. Yeah. And I think it's going to suck people back into the markets thinking that this is, it's all over. Volatility has gone. Not so. Yeah, we had seen as soon as the Fed changes their posture on tightening, we're going to see that volatility come back. I think it's going to be scary. I think you start to see the herd uh, mentality return here. The first few weeks of the year, huge inflows into SPY and those other passive products. I think some of that 30 billion in equity mutual funds comes back. 
You bet. What happens? What happens if the Fed says, "Hey, you know, twenty-five basis point uh, rate hike—that's just not enough. Let's do 50. Boom. Yeah, I mean exactly. that's that's what's going to happen to the markets, man. That's a bad thing. It's going to be really right? bad. Or instead of you know, oh by the way, those those were uh, sound effects, and if you try and rip those off, man, we want a royalty. <laughs> this is this is America after all. So if they start raising rates on a more uh, you know machine gun fire staccato, right? Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> instead of three rate hikes, we got five. Ooh, Whoa, boy. baby. Yeah. Whoa, baby. Well, there was hey, that one. That was, was that one Fed dude last week that was like, "Yeah, we're going to raise rates four times last this year, man." Well, he's not a dude. He's one of the president, Fed presidents. He's you know, chair chairpersons. <laughs> he's a, he's an important figure. Stop it. I don't know who it was. We're not naming names. Everybody has an opinion. Listen, well, it might be good or bad. In two thousand, or I'm sorry, in maybe nine, mine aren't. So Nineteen ninety nine. Yep. Right, because the markets and the economy. And everything was, uh, you know, flying. We had a rational exuberance, according to then Fed, Fed Chair Greenspan. They decided to raise rates nine times in a row. And then what happened? <sighs> Wait for it. The uh, tech bubble burst. Bad. NASDAQ went down 80%. Yeah, it just like hit its, uh, an all-time high, you know, uh, the other day after decades of uh, just trying to get back to even. Yeah, 15 years. Took yeah. 15 years to get back to even. Wow. If you stayed invested. How many people stayed invested down 80? Hey, all, all, all you folks, you know, keep both both hands on the wheel there, because I know you you probably were raising your hand. You stayed fully invested through that, right? Yeah, raise both hands. Yeah, raise both <laughs> hands. I stayed invested. Yeah, sure you did. Okay. So show, show me your statement. <laughs> Listen, we're trying to help people not go through the same thing again. You got to keep your eyes wide open during this, uh, especially while you're driving during this and listening year. to our podcast. You got to keep your eyes wide open. Look forward, not back. We're going to look forward, see what's coming on and what's so what's coming. Change. What's coming? This thing going up or what? I think it's going up, man. I do. I don't know if it goes up, you know, this week or next week, but I think we're going to see a the uh, market calm down. A resum- a bit. Yep, a resumption of the strong uptrend that we saw in January that led the market higher seven percent in a month. So you're t- we you're talking that melt again. up instead of melt down, right? Yep, we're going to see a melt up before the meltdown. We get a huge meltdown. And you think you're thinking that's probably yeah. next year, you know maybe what, late this year. You know that what type hap- of thing? Yeah, you know what happens when a nuclear reactor. Uh, goes offline and starts to melt down. Oh, that's a really bad thing. Well, the next time the the, the investors tr- decide Jeez. to change, Jeez. change their 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 buy. <laughs> there it is, man. Instead of buying, they start selling. It's over. Yeah, you always want to try and buy low and sell high. You know, not buy high and sell low. That's if you're dying to get back in. Make sure you got a plan to get out, and you got to get out early. It's one of the things we found with our management systems approach. You got to get out on really small declines. The problem is that people want to stay invested because they're still chasing return at that point. So this is going to be just like it always is. This is a know what you own environment too, isn't it? It is. This isn't like, you know, let someone else tell you what to do when it comes to your money. I mean, yeah, you should have an advisor, right? Definitely. But you, you also should ask questions. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you uh, recommend asking some questions? Like, what, what is that five-symbol thing, five 
letter thing that I have in my portfolio, right? You bet. And, you know, as we go through the cycle. four letter. And this cycle matures. There'll be stocks that continue to go up even as the market melts down. Cash is king. And those few stocks that are going up, not an index. It isn't the whole index. If you have 500 stocks in the index and you have, you know, 10 of the stocks out of the 500 that, you know, are still performing. Yeah. You got... 490 sure, well, going like, down. Active investing gets a bad rap, man. Some of this active stuff that I've seen that's on the street, uh, you know, is is really just closet index stuff, you know, with, uh, you know, some options overlay or maybe they, they're 100% in or they're 50-50 in based on some trigger that takes them to 50% T-bills or something. And so you want an active manager that's a true active manager that can intervene and maybe raise cash or hedge actively against, you know, market decline. I've seen a lot of stuff where if you read that, that actually have read the disclosure, they didn't even have a, a track record. It shows a track record pre two thousand. Well, it's kind of it's kind of they just in, made it up. It's kind of important to have somebody who's actually weathered a bear market storm or two uh, with their process in place to see whether or not they know what they're doing. Somebody who came out with a strategy, you know, a couple of years Read ago. Read the fine print. You bet. Always. Read the fine print. Absolutely. I do. Don't do get, you? Don't get confused. Don't read the fine print and drive the car at the same time. That's not a good idea. What, okay? is, your, what is this with the car uh, thing? Dude, we've got people that listen to this thing in the car. Did somebody call? Someone, and tell you they're someone, on the phone. Someone, and they're driving the someone car. Someone said, I listen to your podcast you know, while I'm in the car. So I'm just trying to make sure that people are being safe out there. Well, listen, I, I, if, if anybody... If cash is king, safety's king, too. You know, right? Absolutely. We're right? trying to help people here. We're, we're the risk managers, after all. So, hey, look, Don, you're saying the market's going to melt up from here. That's a good thing for investors. What should they buy? Do you want to buy... Uh, Stocks over bonds. Okay. Right? Yep. Bonds are going to have a hard time as the Fed raises rates throughout the year. I think that the bond market investor has always been the smartest guy in the room. And they're indicating with the uh, 10-year treasury almost up to 3%, big change over the last week or so, that you know the, the uh, bond market uh, rally that we've experienced for 30 years, the bull market in bonds, is pretty much a thing of the past for right now. All right. While the Fed's raising okay, rates. So, so you want to be in equities. You want so to be in dividend. Over bonds. Dividend paying equities Why dividend are nice. paying stocks? I like that dividend, man. I get paid to wait for prices to okay. appreciate. Cool. I get a hedge right there because I'm getting a source of return that isn't dependent on prices moving higher. I like that. Like yeah, it. I, I do too. Hey, man, we wrote the book on dividend investing. I did? I, uh, no, no. I just became an author that's really well-renowned, apparently. No, Gary, we wrote the, bo- Gary we wrote the Stry- book. Gary Stry- I wrote the book. Gary Strike and I wrote the book for McGraw-Hill, all about dividend oh, investing, folks. Oh, no, Go I'm out not and an get author. the copy. It is still a excellent read for those folks and who And don't want it. read it while you drive. Have a great day. Listen to us on the iTunes, the Google Play. We're all over the place. Uh, check us out on Twitter, man. Uh, you know, we're out there. We've got good thoughts. We've been tweeting a lot lately because the markets have been going up and down. So we're trying to give you good thoughts. And uh, thanks for listening to Bull Bear Radio. We'll we'll see you next week. Well, actually, no, we'll 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 talk and you'll listen to us next week. Thank you very much. This is Bull Bear Radio, where each week you can count on our real market news and advice. 
Catch all of our podcast episodes at WBIinvestments.com. Past performance does not guarantee future results. The views presented are those of the podcast participants and should not be construed as investment advice. Podcast participants or clients of WBI may own stock discussed in this recording. All economic and performance information is historical and not indicative of future results. This is not an offer to buy or sell any security. No security or strategy, including those referred to directly or indirectly in this podcast, is suitable for all accounts or profitable all of the time and there's always a possibility of loss. Moreover, you should not assume that any discussion or information provided here serves as a receipt of or as a substitute for personalized investment advice from WBI or from any other investment professional. To the extent that you have any questions regarding the applicability of any specific issue discussed to your individual situation, please consult with WBI or the professional advisor of your choosing. This information is compiled from sources believed to be reliable. Accuracy cannot be guaranteed. Information pertaining to WBI's advisory operations services and fees is set forth in WBI's disclosure statement in Part 2A of Form ADB, a copy of which is available upon request.